Welcome to the Catalyst Development Instigator Series, where the goal is well, just that, to be an instigator, to instigate some thought, to instigate some change. But most importantly, it is where I take your life experiences, knowledge, and wisdom and pass it on to the masses. Remember, the goal is to be a catalyst, not just for ourselves, but for all those around us. You know, this week's question was, what are your lessons learned from 2020? I want to thank everyone who contributed by providing answers and comments and feedback. I will be sure to tag you in the post when I make it. I'm going to apologize up front if I mess anyone's name up. So please, please, please forgive me now. Uh, but let's not wait any further. Go ahead and punch in that code so we can see the lessons we learned in 2020. There's an old African proverb about lessons learned, and it, and it states, don't look where you fall, but instead, look where you slipped. We're going to start our lessons learned with the comments that I got on Facebook. So Kim, Kim says, don't fully trust anyone. Hmm. And that's, that's harsh. That's straight to the point. Um, Initially looking at it, I, I don't like it, but I don't know if I can completely disagree with it, right? How can I completely disagree with this statement when I'm the first one to tell you that you are the only person who you have 100% control over? So don't fully trust anyone. I think the question we need to be asking ourselves is, are we ourselves? Included in that anyone. Can we trust ourselves? <laughs> Something to think about. Something to think about. I appreciate it, Kim. Thank you. Chris says, know your people and all their quirks. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if there's one thing that, that 2020 taught us is that social distance doesn't have to be social distance. It just meant physical distance. Right. But we still had to stay connected with people, whether or not it was virtually or <laughs> six feet apart or more. But we still had to stay connected. And it was even more important to know your people's quirks when you were trying to stay connected with them virtually. Right. Because people can hide a lot of things uh, via social media or Zoom calls or, or how are you stay connected with your folks? People can hide a lot. It's, it's a little bit harder to hide those things when you're face to face. Um, but if you know your people and all their quirks, you can tell when something's wrong with them. You can tell when they're a little upset or maybe down or maybe going through something that they need some help with, but probably don't want to ask. Right. So now, thank you, Chris. You are correct. Know your people and all their quirks. Luke. Luke said that we shouldn't be afraid to challenge the status quo just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. I, I really like this one, Luke. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely, man, we challenged a lot <laughs> in 2020. Um, organizational norms, societal norms, uh, we challenged a lot. And I think the, the answer of, well, that's the way it's always been, or that's the way we've always done it, 
is almost becoming unacceptable. Now, that doesn't mean the old ways are wrong, right? Especially, let's look at organizational. You know, maybe the way we've always done it is the way we've always done it because it's the best way to do it. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't challenge or ask why or come up with better ways of doing business. Now, in coming up with those better ways, if we find out that, yes, in fact, the old way is better, now we can articulate that a little bit more. But we should never be afraid to challenge the status quo. We should never be afraid to raise our hand and say, you know what? There might be a better way of doing this. Have we thought of, you know, X, Y, or Z? No, so I, I like it. Just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean that it can't be. Don't let anybody ever take that power away from you. Nicely done, Luke. Uh, Sherry says that we need to be ready for change as much as it may hurt. Change with the times and persevere. I love that word, persevere. Um, there's a few words that I think embody what 2020 was. Uh, resilience, perseverance, uh, I think are, are two that are really, really high on that list. Uh, but yeah, we need to be ready for change. And I'm sorry, we're, we're creatures of habit. Any type of change hurts, even if it's good for us, right? We don't like it. That's not, that's not the way we're built. Our brains are built to protect us from discomfort. So we will always lean towards comfort. And comfort is what we do on a day-to-day basis, the things that we know. So yeah, change. Change is one of those things that reminds me, you know, they always say that the only two guarantees in life are death and taxes. I think they need to, I think they need to add a third one of that, change. Change is definitely guaranteed in life, and we certainly saw that in 2020. Uh, Michelle, look, let's stick with the change trend, right? Michelle says, the only thing consistent is change. Keep moving. I like that last little part, Michelle. I really do. Keep moving. Keep moving forward. Look, slow progress is better than no progress. Um, I would be the first to admit that 2020... Uh, I had a lot of goals, dreams, and aspirations. I started out the year in full-on sprint mode, and then 2020 happened, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I can't blame 2020 for not reaching the majority of the goals that I set at the beginning of the year. Um, The person I blame is myself for not being flexible enough or adaptable enough to deal with those changes. I stopped moving forward, so I love that. Uh, Great. Yeah, keep moving forward. Uh, Lauren, Lauren says, I am not invincible. (laughs) That's kind of eye opening, right? We get so complacent in our lives. I believe that at sometimes I I, I think we do feel that we are almost invincible. You know, these, you know, and heaven forbid, but these, these crazy accidents out there, um, the, the, the people that, that got sick, um, I, I think, life kind of kind of opened our eyes and said, hey, you know what? We're not invincible. Um, we do have to take care of our, our health, which includes our physical health and our mental health. Um, we can break down. We can fall apart. And it doesn't have to be from some damn virus, right? There are some people who emotionally and mentally fell apart because of the lockdowns, right? We're not invincible. And we need to stop walking around with our chest poked out like we are. We need to be taking precautions, you know, precautions for our physical health and our mental health, because Lauren, you're right. We're not invincible. Nico, 
Nico says the plan doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to make you 1% better every day. I like that. That kind of goes back to the whole keep moving forward and, and baby steps thought. Uh, I think a lot of us sit back and we wait. We wait for the, the perfect moment or the perfect plan or we wait for things to be just right. And what ends up happening is we end up waiting forever. Spot on, Nico. Like the plan doesn't have to be perfect. Get moving on it. I used to tell people all the time that I would rather a leader make a wrong decision than make no decision. Because at least with the wrong decision, we can move forward a little bit, find out it's the wrong decision, adjust, and recorrect. But if we don't make no decision, if we don't do anything and we just remain stagnant, then we never find out if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. We never find out anything. We just stay exactly the same. So I like it. Now, the plan doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to make you a little bit better every day. It's those baby steps. Tabitha. Tabitha said that it is okay to slow down sometimes. <sighs> preach, 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 preach. 2020 definitely showed us that. Um, number one, it forced us to slow down. Number two, what it allowed us to do is refocus on what's really important in our lives. And in order to appreciate those a little bit more, to be grateful for those a little bit more, we need to slow down in this rat race that we call life. You know, uh, I am a firm believer that 2020 didn't give us everything that we wanted. It just reminded us of everything we already had. Um, it took the slowing down for me to remember all those little things that I started to take for granted in my life. And guess what? It is okay to slow down sometimes. Spot on, Tabitha. Uh, Jasmine dropped a, dropped a twofer. I'll talk to one of them, but I am going to provide both of them. Um, first, she says, uh, some people only pretend to see you in high regards until they get what they want. Or don't get what they expected. Okay, I like it. And then the second one is take care of yourself and develop needed boundaries to manage work-life balance. I like it. I, I like both of those. Um, let's hit on the first one because that one's a little different, right? That one's a little, a little out there. So some people only pretend to see you in high regards until they get what they want or don't get what they, uh, they expected. That reminds me of... Uh, a quote I read, this is a while ago, where it says, people's loyalty to you only depends on what they need from you. And once they get what they need from you, well, then their loyalty to you will change. And I always thought that that was kind of eye-opening, like, oh, man, okay. Um, I do like how you spun it at the end, or don't get what they expected, which leads into probably your second comment, where we're supposed to take care of ourselves and set boundaries. Some people get really upset when you set those boundaries, right? And you say, mm, you know what? I'm not going to deal with your attitude or your smart mouth or your negativity anymore. And they get mad. And maybe that changes the way they view you. I like it. Spot on, Jasmine. All right, I got Michael and Alyssa. Don't know which one of you dropped a comment. I'm going to say it's both of you. All right, but... Uh, but 
Michael and or Alyssa said that it is okay to put yourself first. Yes. Yeah. We always look at taking care of ourselves as a selfish act. But I think what we don't realize is if we're not running at 100%, then people can't get 100% from us. There's a lot of people that depend on me, just like I know there's a lot of people that depend on you. If you start falling apart because you forget to put yourself first sometimes, then you're hurting everybody else. Friends, family, children, spouse, colleagues, peers, all of them are hurting because you're neglecting you. I wouldn't do that to them. Sure the heck wouldn't do it to yourself. It's okay to put yourself first sometimes, right? Uh, John Maxwell, I think he said that you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, Another one that I've heard before is you can't give what you don't have. So take care of yourself. Make sure you are running on all cylinders because I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of people in your life that need you. So there's a lot of people in your life that are praying and championing you to take care of you first from time to time. Daniel. Daniel says, let things go, let things be. This goes back to that we can only control ourselves, our mind. Uh, We can't control the external world, uh, only how we react to it. Uh, This really hits on the internal versus external locus of control. You know, the world happens to me or uh, I happen to the world, if you will. Uh, I do like this. Let things go right? Let things go, especially the past, man. We dwell on the past so much. And you got to understand that when you live in the past for too long, that's where depression and regret come from, right? Because we're, we're upset that we did do something that we shouldn't have done, or we didn't do something that we should have done, right? That's where all that, that you got to learn to let things go. There's absolutely nothing we can do to change that. Nothing. You've got to let things go. And transitioning onto the whole let things be, if it is not worth your mental stress, let it be. As long as it is not uh, illegal, unethical, immoral, or, or, or unsafe, sometimes you got to let things be. Sometimes certain things are not worth your energy. What is it? Don't sweat the small stuff. Sometimes you got to embody that. Sometimes you have to understand that. Now, if it's something that is pulling at your heartstrings, something that you know you need to stand up for, well, then by all means, do that. But these little minor nuances that we tend to get wrapped around the axle about, let them be. They're not worth your mental well-being. Let things go and let them be. Spot on, Daniel. Erica. Erica said that you get what you put in. Facts. That is, the. what is it? You don't get out of life uh, what you think you deserve. You get out of life what you work for. I love that. You get what you put in. I used to tell uh, students that came through my Airman Leadership School a few years ago um, that it was a lot like a home workout program, meaning you were going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you came into the classroom and half-assed it, or didn't do the studying, or didn't put in the work, or didn't make relationships and network, then you weren't going to get everything that that class or course had to offer. However, on the flip side, if you came in and you gave everything you had, right, you left it all on the table, 
tried as best as you can, that regardless of whatever the numerical grade of your outcome would be, you would have benefited extremely from that course. You would have left that course a better you because you put in the work to make it so. Man, spot on. Thank you, Erica. Uh, Brittany says, protect your peace. Yes. Yes. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's funny. I, I think I just made a podcast where I talked about like having like a little tiny bouncer <laughs> in your mind, you know, the, the whole crossed arms and, and mean face, mean mugging, like, like, right. My little bouncer, what that bouncer does is it neglect, it deflects the BS, right? It, it stiff arms the BS and says, get up out of here, man. I'm not trying to have you in here. You've got to protect your peace. You have to. If protecting your peace or your mental well-being is viewed as selfish, so be it. Be selfish. I'm sorry. You've got to protect your peace. We will completely destroy ourselves internally by allowing all these things negative, uh, you know, just just ho-hum. It bothers me. It bothers me because... We don't understand the importance of really our mental well-being. Uh, and if we did, if we could take a, a step out, you know, and take a 30,000-foot um, view on what certain things in our lives are doing to us, I think we'd take protecting our peace a hell of a lot more seriously. So thank you, Brittany. Victoria says that thriving is not always, not always the accessible option. Sometimes surviving is okay until you get through whatever it is. I can agree with that, right? When we look at being excellent or being great or giving it your all, right? Those things don't have percentages. Um, Those things can't be uh, quantified, right? Because everybody's greatness is different. Everybody's excellence is different. Right. It's one thing to shoot for perfection when we know we're probably never going to be perfect, but it's another thing to be excellent every day. And who knows? Today, maybe excellent for me is 85%. I'll wake up tomorrow. Maybe it's only 10, right? Because I need to rest. I need to take a knee. I, I like that. Sometimes surviving through something, buckling down and weathering the storm is the best we can do, but it's damn great. And I know that sounds really strange, but sometimes simply surviving and and hunkering down and weathering whatever storm you are facing is the greatest thing you can do, is you being excellent. And you need to stop beating yourself up when that happens. So thank you, Victoria. Our last one on Facebook comes from Daniel. Daniel says that leading troops is much more fun than sitting in the office. Even if they do drive you to drink. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to take that last part as as a as a joke. Um, Although I completely understand where you're getting at. Uh, So that's me. Right. I I love leading people. I'm not a big fan of managing um, projects and processes and doing all the administrative type stuff. I understand that's a part of the job. Um, I won't get into the the. The difference between being a leader and manager, I will say that I think managing gets a very bad rap. People use um, 
managing is, is kind of the antonym to leadership. Um, and I don't think that is true. I think all good leaders are good managers. Uh, but leading troops, like actually being on the front lines, building relationships, um, you know, connecting with them, finding out their personal stories, their history, their background, um, that's life. And that's what makes it enjoyable. It's a hell of a lot better than sitting in the office all day, pushing papers, routing through administrative stuff. You are 100% spot on. Uh, the, even if they drive you to drink thing, um, I'll take that as even if they stress you out. The reason people don't like leading is because you have to lead people. And people, if you have not figured this out yet, are messy, meaning they come with baggage. We all do, right? Emotional, spiritual, physical, like we come with baggage, right? Sometimes we make poor choices. Um, sometimes we don't follow through on commitments. Like all of these are aspects of leading. You, we got to understand that we lead, at least in the military, like we lead airmen, right? Airmen's just a title. They're really just human beings. And human beings have baggage and they will stress you out. Yes, that is what makes leadership kind of uh, frustrating at times. But I'm going to tell you what, it's also what makes it so exciting. All right, transitioning from Facebook on to LinkedIn. All right, LinkedIn, I got John David here. John David said, listen to the chiefs and senior NCOs. They have the pulse of operations, health and readiness and mission. All right, so we're going to demilitarize this, right? And we're just going to say, listen to probably uh, your... Uh, middle tier, upper tier type leaders. And, and when I say this, I'm specifically talking about good leaders. Um, they should have the pulse, health, readiness, and mission of, of an organization, right? That should be in the forefront of their minds. They should be pushing towards that. They should be uh, doing what they can to take care of the people. So the people then can take care of the operations, readiness, and mission of an organization. So yes. Um, specifically speaking to good leaders, um, because let's be honest, there are some out there that are not, um, yeah, we, we should listen to them. Same thing with the, like the NCOs, right? My NCOs are my middle managers or leaders, if you will, are so close to the front lines that I take their input extremely seriously. I take their feedback extremely seriously. Uh, they are empowered to come to me with all types of ideas, uh, decisions, because they're where the rubber meets the road. They are closest to the front lines, meaning they probably have a better feel for what's going on. So spot on, John David. Thank you very much, sir. Frank says, being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness, but of strength. Yeah, so, I'm telling you, 2020 exposed the vulnerability in a lot of us. Uh, some of us tried to hide it. Uh, some were very open with it. Uh, but vulnerability is, I want to say, huge. It's, I believe my vulnerability and, and being comfortable with speaking up and speaking out on some of the things I struggle with, some of the things I face, some of the obstacles I've overcome, and some of the obstacles I'm honestly currently still facing, has allowed me to connect with a lot more people than had I kept all that stuff in and tried to poke my chest out and seem like I had everything all together. The reason being vulnerable is a, a, is a sign of strength is because it's not expected, right? Not in our society anyway. Like, we're expected to be like, oh, look at me, I'm perfect, 
you know, look at me, look at the house I, or house I got or the car I drive or look at my bank account or my wardrobe and all these name brands. And no, no, people can't relate to that. The reason vulnerability connects people uh, is because we are all vulnerable. So Frank, man, that, that is spot on. Vulnerability is, in fact, a sign of strength. Uh, Eric, Eric says all end of worlds are created the same. Um, he had some more added on to this, um, but I, I believe what he was getting at is for those old enough to remember, like we've gone through Y2K, you know, it was supposed to be the end of the world, like uh, what, maybe 10 years ago, we're facing tons of stuff now with the, the, the pandemic and all this stuff, right? This is a reoccurring theme um, and, and we're never going to get out of it, right? COVID isn't going anywhere. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I think what Eric was getting at, and he, he summed it up, he got a little personal in there, and that's why I didn't put it in here, uh, but he summed it up by remembering to be grateful. And I touched on a little bit earlier um, when I was talking, but this year has really showed us to appreciate what we've already had, or I'm sorry, appreciate what we already have. And that's where that gratitude comes in. Um, I think majority of people listening to this, although I'm not discounting any struggles or obstacles or challenges that you are facing, um, I, I tend to believe that most of the people listening to this are highly, highly blessed in their life um, and have a lot to be grateful for. And sometimes we lose sight of that. So thank you, Eric. And finally, last but not least from LinkedIn, we got Michael. Michael says that multiple short-term fixes don't add up to a long-term solution. Man, I, I really like this. Like, I'm all about taking small baby steps, right? Small little incremental steps to, to achieve that compound effect. But I think what you're getting at is Band-Aid solutions for broken legs, right? Um, if my arm's falling off, don't just give me one stitch, right? Don't, don't give me a Band-Aid. Uh, so these little short-term fixes without sitting down and getting to the root cause of why we're facing certain issues, they'll never correlate to a long-term solution, right? I think, especially from me, right, from a leader's perspective, I feel like I have to fix everything. And I have to slow myself down because when a problem comes to me, I will try to solve it at a surface level without doing any investigation, without doing any research, without trying to get to the root cause of the problem. So yeah, I'll fix the surface level but the problem still persists because I didn't take a, the time and opportunity to slow down and figure out what the root cause was. Yet, determining what the root cause of a problem is takes a little bit longer. So the problem may be lasting a little bit longer than what you want. But at the end, you're fixing it and you're fixing it permanently. So, Michael, I completely agree. Uh, short term fixes, you know, band aids for broken legs, um, they don't add up to long term solutions. So. Well, there you have it, right? That is our lessons learned from 2020, provided for you by you. Uh, thank you again for everybody that contributed. Uh, this is great. Uh, this, this was kind of a, a great recap of 2020 and what we need to stay focused on moving into 2021. As always, thank you so much for spending time with me today uh, and allowing me to invest a little bit in your development. If you found value in today's topic or know someone who needs to hear this, 
please like, comment, subscribe, or share. Until next time, until next time, keep searching for the codes to unlocking your fullest potential. Be a catalyst, not just for you, but for all those around you. Take care. Bye.